0: This is the official Caps Church Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with another Monday episode where we're going to talk about the spectacular week in review in which the Washington Capitals had. I hope you have a stiff drink poured because that's what it's going to need to get through this one. <clears throat> I'm already three or four deep on some bourbon, so I hope that you're right there with me. Um, as you know, this will be the week in review episode every Monday. This Thursday, I've got Andy Ham- Hammond <clears throat> from the Broadway Boys podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. We're going to be talking a little bit about the New York Rangers and a little bit of Connor McMichael and, like, you know, prospects and just kind of hockey in general. A really good uh, hockey fan and hockey guy to be talking to. Uh, Again, that's Andy Hammond from the Broadway Boys podcast on Thursday. Check that interview out. It's a good one. But for now, let's pop some tabs, talk about League News, talk about the Washington Capitals, uh, if you can bear it. Hopefully, it's a little cathartic for all of us. One, two, three. All right. Well, I've got it. I've got a drink poured and take a little sippy sip here, a little drinky poo. Mmm. Ah. Woodward Reserve, love it. I don't know what you guys are drinking, but, uh, you know, chirp me in the comments if you will. All right, so I don't have much for league news, but there are some injuries out there. Uh, Nikolai Ehlers out indefinitely for a sports hernia for the Jets. It's going to be a long-term thing. It's a core injury. It's always tough. Uh, Lots of times guys will try to PT that to continue to be viable throughout the year, which is fucking wild to me. I don't know if you've ever known anybody who's had a sports hernia or just a hernia in general, which is when the abdominal muscle wall rips. And the worst case scenario is if your intestines get uh, or your guts get pushed through that rip, and then you're going to be looking at digestive problems um, or in other things, which could be you know, painful in itself, but it seems like more of a long-term pain than just like, you know, your abdominal core muscles being ripped while you try to literally do anything. Uh, super painful. It's crazy to me that guys play through this. Uh, it's crazy to me that people, uh, have, have gone through this and and not just immediately gotten fixed. So, you know, hoping for a speedy recovery for him. Uh, the NHL Bruins, or the Bruins, I'm sorry, are tying an NHL record of 11 straight wins at home to open a season. That's fucking crazy. Again, we've talked about the Bruins, arguably the best team in hockey right now. The fact that they really were, I mean, I think a lot of Bruins fans and NHL fans were just like, you know, Burgey's done and, and Krejci's done. Uh, Both those guys come back, Krejci got injured but was off on a heater to begin the season and now he should be getting healthy again. Wild man, I mean the Bruins are an absolute wagon. And then just as far as injuries go, we've got Marc-Andre Fleury on injured reserve for the Minnesota Wild. Now we've got a lot of things to talk about when it comes to the Washington Capitals, so I'm going to go ahead and dive right in. But first, I do need to tell you, hockey fans, the, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot and even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. <laughs> so, let's get it cooking with the Washington Wraparound. All right, Caps fans. <laughs> I don't know if you watched any of the games. Fuck, I sometimes wish I didn't. Uh, the Caps ultimately went winless through this last stretch of games, The, the, the which puts us at a, a four-game losing streak. The entire week, the 13th through the 19th, was just solid L's. Uh, you could literally say the 13th through the 20th. Um, Tampa Bay, Florida, St. Louis, and Colorado—all losses. Though we did lose, in, we did grab a loser point from St. Louis. So let's talk about Florida first. Uh, it was a 2-5 loss. The first period was just. Miserable. Uh, terrible hockey being played by the Washington Capitals. They were outshot like twenty to seven, and o- luckily, really only an act of God, kept them in this game uh, with a one goal deficit after the first period by Andre Barkov. I mean that that's just incredible that we didn't have you know a four or five goal deficit going into the second. <clears throat> Much of the second. Uh, was the same as well uh, when Lars Eller took like a phantom call, I thought, for a hit to a head, where Reinhardt tipped in a shot from the point on the power play. Finally, though, with five minutes left, uh, Strom shot through his defender's leg and roofs a snipe top cheese on Bob. That was good. You know, a 2 1 game within reach, and then Nick Cousins opens up scoring in the third. And then answered by John Carlson, but Carter Verhage just put us to bed. I guess if you think about it, in the third, there were two goals scored. One, the the nail in the coffin and the empty net. So really it was kind of like a 4-2 game, which, you know, 3-2 game even, which makes it a little bit better. But a really slow start has killed the Washington Capitals in in the past few games. You know, I mean, against Tampa Bay we let in four goals in the first i believe and then if you look at the last two periods like i said last week we won if you would just to if you were to <laughs> act like the first period didn't happen which unfortunately that's not how hockey's played and it's ultra frustrating for us fans to see the washington capitals seemingly be able to turn it on like a switch and you know win games in certain sporadic moments or even for an extended period of time like two periods and not come out with wins at the end, uh, brutal. Moving on to the seventeenth, we take a trip to St. Louis on kind of a one-off uh, to finish up, or I'm sorry, to f- it, this is the last leg, last trip or last game of the of the uh, of the away road trip. The Caps started out fast and, and looked really good. I thought that the the Caps looked really good. You know, they turned the bus around uh, in St. Louis. You know, this is a a St. Louis is probably a more slow, larger, big body team that likes to control play and beat you up in the offensive zone, wear you down, and then put it in the back of the net. I thought the Caps really took that game and shoved it down their throats for the first period, but it wasn't enough. As you know, I I believe it's Braden Braden on that on that uh, team dashed our hopes and Roof went short side high on a snipe. It's kind of a shot at the net, um, you know, looked somewhat innocent. He was, he had time and space to shoot it, but went topside. Not much that Kemper could do there. <clears throat> no, I'm sorry. I was lingering on this one um, to make it happen. Uh, then a nice set play to Bushnevich who circled the net and scored. Lavi called a timeout and took a penalty and then got scored on again. <laughs> so like just nothing that we can do was working. You know, I think Lavulette was trying as hard as to to stymie this in the first. Uh but it's a three-nothing ass kicking right through the first. You know, first five five to ten minutes, it looked like the caps came off the bus. You know, they were trying to, you know right the ship here. And eventually just dropped the ball going into the second period with a three-nothing deficit. This is a tough steep hill to climb. For any team in the NHL. And, you know, while at the end we eventually do this, which I'll get to, um, just wasn't enough in the end. The In the second, the Caps did get a penalty, but Ovi couldn't keep the puck and we got dummied, uh, which caused Ovi to take a penalty and then there was no longer a power play. The St. Louis power play, though, was then negated by a Thomas interference, which was negated by a Caps cross-checking penalty as McMichael turned the puck over in our D zone. Total shitshow at this period. At this point, it was like, well, you know, each team seemingly had a power play and then the other team did their best to, neg- to you know, even it up. The second period, though, did see the Caps claw their way back. Ovi scored in front for... 7.89, probably the best thing that happened during this game. And J.C. buried shorthanded, which is incredible to see. Unfortunately, O'Reilly had just one of the most insane backhands of the season late in that power play to make it 4-2. Uh, definitely a good response as the Caps were dominated in the first period. The third started with more Caps chances, but, you know, honestly, I thought Greece, or Grice was, was really lucky. We were playing catch with him for the most of the game really all of our shots going right into his chest. And I think that that's less of an indictment on the overall skill of the Washington Capitals team. While a lot of our top end players are on the shelf, it's more of just, you know, the snake bitten nature of the Washington Capitals right now. The caps did let few chances in this period. Uh, This looked like, you know, everything in the kitchen sink was being thrown at him. Uh, But eventually O'Reilly took a penalty and Lavi pulled Lindgren and a nice topside overlap with Ovi and Carlson. uh, And that leaves J.C. open wide for a one-timer snipe. Uh, The rare time that the Caps actually roofed a shot on Grice, Grice. you know... (laughs) Shortly after I, and then right after this, after so we're we within one. I tweeted Kuzi sucks basically, and was like, you know, he's he's not having a great game. Uh, he eventually chews through some some of the defense in close and threads an incredible pass over to Shiri for a far side Barry. Um, reverse calm is a real thing apparently, and it becomes a four-four game with the momentum completely on the Washington Capitol side at this point. There's only a couple minutes left and Jensen puts a shot on net as he was falling off of a trip that I think everybody thought should have been called, but eventually wasn't. Dowden's up tipping this in, but it was deemed a high stick and eventually waved off the caps end regulation with 49 shots on net. And to overtime, we go, uh, the St. Louis Blues weren't even close to 30 at this point. Shots on net. OT was wild. I thought Lindgren was great, and neither team scored. And then it went to a shootout where Kuzi scored, and Mantha probably would have, but his stick shattered. I mean, right in the, the slot, leans on the stick, and it just breaks right in half. If that's not a... If that situation is not a personification of the entire Washington Capitals season, folks, I really don't know what is. Mm. Sorry, I had to take a break. Drink. Uh, exciting game, I thought, overall. Going, Clawing our way back, 3-0. Caps showed a lot of jam. They realized that they shit the bed in the first and came back and tied it up. Uh, it was a good point to get considering the first period, but if, again, you know, if we didn't have that first period, what would this game have looked like? It probably would have been a win in Rego. We ended up putting 50 shots on net in the three periods plus overtime, and we still couldn't get it done. You know, I think that shows a ton of resolve for the Washington Capitals, uh, though there's still, you know, there's a lot of jam left in this team, and since it went to a shootout, which is technically just, you know, it's basically just a skills competition, not having our top tier guys like TJ Oshi, who's almost automatic when he's going down for the shootout. Um, and really we just had, you know, cozy slow playing the entire thing. And was the only goal that we scored. I, I just can't, I can't think that that's, you know, I think that's just like a, uh, Uh, an injury thing there, right? Like if we would have had some guys who had some, you know, even Tom Wilson (laughs) putting him out there. Um, I think Laviolette got a ton of heat for putting Ovi and John Carlson out there, but fuck, I mean, who else would you have put, he ended up putting Strom out there. He put Kuzi out there to open it up. I mean, what else, who else is there? I, I really am unsure as to, you know, it's not like there's like a fourth line guy, remember Matt Hendricks, that could come in and was basically like seventy-five percent in the shootout, which is crazy. Um, we just don't have that guy anymore, and you know we saw that where the where the cap's deficit lies, in the in the talent department in a game against a team who is who takes a lot of pride in being defensively staunch and a heavy team not so much with the leg speed and and systematic speed that we've seen with other teams like New Jersey. Um, less of the running gun style, more of the control possession and beat you up and forecheck in your own zone. I think that the Caps did a really good job of throwing everything at net. Now, this, is also, this was also Grice's first start for the St. Louis Blues, and he had a lot to prove as well. So you know, a lot of just, I don't know, it's palms up at this point for, for the Washington Capitals, but we did get a loser point. So it's not a total loss. Come the 19th though, we're back at home, Colorado in DC, reigning Stanley cup champions. Let's see what they got. And honestly, I'm not going to go over all the fucking goals that were scored. We lost for nothing. Uh, you know, kind of a a touching moment here is that Faviari uh, decided to kind of dedicate the game or, or, you know, try to score a goal for his mom. Unfortunately, that didn't happen, but uh, who passed away with with cancer when he was nine. Pretty uh, tough situation for, for Faviari there. Uh, we've talked about how, you know, as a player, he's shown a lot of toughness and resolve. And I think that, you know, he attributes a lot of that to his mom and just – the adversity that he's faces as as a person, you know, losing his mom at such a young age. So that was definitely a a pretty cool and touching point for this game, but the Colorado Avalanche came out and on the scoreboard, dominated. Four-nothing. The the stars showed up. There was a five on three in the first period where the caps got caught flat footed. Which resulted in in taking two penalties, one right after the other, and that's a Kale McCarr goal from the OV office. Uh, Nathan McKinnon showed up, dangling right through the entire team and roofing it on Kemper. Uh, just a you know a, a a bit of a tough game, but there are some positives here. There is a silver lining to this last game uh, versus Colorado. The Washington Capitals didn't lay down to this team at all. I don't think throughout the entire game, they came to play, and I thought they played with a lot of tempo and, all, and again, you know, a lot of jam here. The scoreboard I don't think indicates the type of luck and snake-bitten nature of the Washington Capitals' offense right now. The power play is oh for a lot. The Five on five play is not producing up and down the lineup, no matter who's in or who's out. There's just not a lot happening. The entire team right now seems to have a huge monkey on their back. Not only kind of probably feeling sorry for themselves because of all the injuries and all the things that they've had to battle, but you know what? That's hockey. They're eventually going to have to get over this. And coming back, you know, you look at, at all the shots that we did put on net on the other side of the ice, um, you know, it's, uh, the, the chances were there. And if you would have taken away the game, you know, I would have thought, and then just had somebody watch it without any of the goals being scored, uh, and looking at shot totals and things like that. Um, I think that, you would probably say that this game was like a one goal game i'm trying to look up right now the washington capitals pdo so the pdo for the wash or the the pdo metric which is an advanced stat if you will is basically a puck luck or or just an overall how lucky a team is um when all things are considered, right? So that's the best way I can describe it. I'm no, I'm no, uh, you know, stats genius by any means. Um, <clears throat> and you know, I guess the, the Washington capitals as of today are rocking a 74. 74- oh no, wait, that's PPO. Hold on. So they are 99.5 on the PDO scale. And I believe a hundred is the uh the met the like the baseline, right? So they're definitely a little unlucky. Um which I guess supports what I'm trying to say, or at least hoping what I'm what I what what I want to be true. Um <laughs> I I don't know. I mean I think that there's a lot of talk about you know firing a coach or moving on from Blaine Forsythe. I think that if any coach really needs to be fired, it's probably Blaine. But overall, I think the Washington Capitals are, are feeling a little sorry for themselves. I think they're having some terrible luck. And on top of that, I think that uh, for the most part, we're injured. Uh, it's a combination of it all. I'm not sure it's a fair take to say that Laviolette is completely to blame for any of this. I mean, you know, he's, for the rest of the years that he's been here, the Caps have been securely in a playoff spot and just haven't been able to get past the first round, which is a whole conversation itself. Though this is definitely unfamiliar territory for this entire team, um, um, And again, I think the guys are feeling sorry for themselves and frustrated. Eventually, it's got to stop. Like, regression will happen. We're going to get players back. Once that does happen, we'll get out of the hardest month of the season for the Washington Capitals' schedule. And December seems to be, you know, where we're going to start seeing some shittier teams. I think that right now, the best thing the Washington Capitals can do is stop trying to make the fancy play and, you know, play a lunch pail type brand of hockey. Guys that are, you know, workmanlike goals, if you will. We need bulk shots, as many shots as we can. You know, you step across the blue line and guys should be – two guys should be hounding the net or following up a rebound. And the guy with the puck needs to fire that thing low and hard. And see what we can come up with. We need some greasy goals. We would love to see a game where the Washington Capitals are able to win on no finesse. You know, maybe a nice, uh, you know, three garbage goals, four garbage goals that get us a win would be great. And honestly, we're primed for it. We have all sorts of. We got three days off. Coming up, so this will be coming out on the 21st, we've got the Philadelphia Flyers on the 23rd, the Calgary Flames on a matinee on the 25th, and then we're in New Jersey the next day at 7 p.m. The Flames are a bit in a slump right now. They're probably going to right the ship and they're looking at the Washington Capitals to to turn things around, I'm sure. Uh, start feeling good about themselves. It would be great to go into Philadelphia. Who's going to be playing that kind of torts brand of hockey, where they want to, you know, uh, block a lot of shots and crowd the front of the net. It'd be amazing to go against a team like Philadelphia and bang in some dirty goals for the win. That would be a huge kind of uplifting test because Philadelphia is is honestly. You know, even now punching above their weight, I believe Uh, they were at one point like, you know, top three in the division. They've fallen meteorically since then. Uh, That's a team that's struggling with an identity, Uh, but Torts is still trying to install one at this point. So it'd be great to go hit them in the mouth, score a bunch of greasy goals and and get a win out of it. I think that that would prove to the guys that, Hey, you don't have to set up that amazing finesse play, you know, bang in a couple greasy ones and, and come out with the win. you know, work hard for it. You know, if you, if you want it, you fucking gotta fucking want it. Right. As Bruce Boudreau says. So, I would love to see the Washington Capitals turn it around in Philly, get a dub there in regulation, and have it be, I mean, at best, a mixture, maybe one nice finesse goal or one outside goal from Ovechkin, and then bang in three or four, five, six greasy goals. In Calgary, that's a matinee, so who the hell knows what we're going to get. As you know, the Washington Capitals are god-awful in the midday games, but it is a 2 p.m. game at home, so... Would love to see that as well. Uh, you know, kind of an, a, the same exact thing. Go back out. If it worked in Philly or worked against Philly, it'll work against Calgary. Let's try it again. Uh, and then New Jersey. This is a game that we're going to have to turtle a bit in. We're going to have to be less aggressive in the sense of if we don't, if it doesn't work out and we're swinging for the fences, New Jersey is going to shove that right up our hoop coming back. They're also on a 10, at Right now, as of today, a 10-game winning streak. Would love to see that ruined. So I'm 100% for trusting the process right now. I know I've been saying that the Washington Capitals are a better team than they've been playing, and I truly believe that. Uh, I thought that if we could get out of November at 500 or better, it would be a win. Now, the Caps are currently... Under 500 by two, three games. Three games. We have four games left in this month Calgary, Philadelphia, and Vancouver. I'm looking through. Give me one second here. Yeah, New Jersey. So, Philadelphia, Calgary, New Jersey, Vancouver. I think the Caps are going to go 3-0 next week. (laughs) This week, the Caps are are going to win every single one of their games. Might be it. Might be an OT win, but it's going to happen. You heard it here first. Book it on DraftKings. Uh, The money's there. And then I think that we go in and smack Vancouver. So, at the end of November, I believe we will be one game above five hundred. Now, you know, I don't know, take that for what it is. I've had like five drinks of bourbon tonight, so there's that. But, captions, don't lose faith. Look, we've got a lot of things going against us, and we're still banged up. I think that we'll see an Orlov and Oshi return in this next week, if not by the end of the month. And from there, both of those guys changed the complexion, even one of them back. Uh, change the complexion entirely of this Washington Capitals squad. So that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Caps fans, tune in on Thursday. We'll be talking about the New York Rangers with Andy Hammond from the Broadway Boys podcast. And uh, until then, Hockey Troll signing off. Hey Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp Podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, The Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to The Hockey Podcast Network, at Hockey HockeyPodNet on social, and TheHockeyPodcastNetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.